on there. It's awesome. Yeah. Were you on any social network at that point? MySpace. Me too. I was like, MySpace is fine. I don't need another thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was already like starting to like not like MySpace. Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, There's so many things with it. Yeah, yeah. And it was already like becoming like really cringy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the add-ons, all the sparkly profile, all the all the profile hacking that yeah, was all, done. All, all, all the like Zynga like yes. custom cursors yes. and backgrounds oh, and music playing in the background yes, and not of your only page did your that profile you can't song, stop. Yeah, your profile yeah. song starts, but also like a MIDI file starts too. And yeah, like, exactly. Oh, God, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You go to like someone's profile and all of a sudden it looks like you're zoomed out to like 50% <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, the, of the page and it's just everything's really small and you can't see any of the links. You don't yeah. know what you're clicking yeah it was it was awful but i i still was like i'm fine on myspace i don't need yeah i don't need facebook but then i guess i think it was like uploading all of our wedding and honeymoon pictures that we were like let's just put them on let's just make the switch now because really? everyone's on there yeah so that's why i felt like it was i felt like 2009 was pretty late i mean well when did it start like oh seven no i feel like it's it got going as i was grad because remember it used to be just for college kids. yeah you yeah. needed the dot edu so I feel like it was maybe oh four oh five, maybe it was oh seven, but I feel like it was it was only for college kids right after I got out of college, like oh five or something. Yeah, true. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Welcome to Hugging No Letting. Oh, damn, <laughs> <laughs> it's a show about one thing: watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. And uh, what were we talking about whenever we started? Oh, MySpace? Facebook and MySpace. I didn't know, and when we I didn't joined. Know we and <laughs> if you're if you're listening uh, if you're listening in the distant future, there used to be something called Facebook, and currently there's a profile pic thing going around where you take your first profile pic and your last profile pic, or your current profile, but your last one. You put up your first <laughs> yeah, and last one, and then you last walk into the ocean. Ever. Yeah, and then you walk right into the ocean. It's Jesus the best challenge Christ. they've ever done. <laughs> First and last profile. Oh pick. no! I mean, it would definitely be a way to cure overcrowding. <laughs> yeah, I think I think people could. You eat a Tide Pod and walk into the ocean at the oh, same time. Good Lord, yeah, yeah. blindfolded for Bird Box. Oh, oh no! Yeah, yeah. But be, uh, but be sure to get behind the wheel before you do it. You drive into the ocean while chewing a Tide Pod blindfolded. <laughs> it's, the, it's the ultimate God. challenge. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we're talking about the red dot today. Eventually, it's season three, episode 12. It aired on December 11th, 1991. Before we get to that, though, uh, what else we got? Uh, did we have any news? Or yeah, Oh, yeah. I got. I have some very interesting news I'm going to say for just a right second. Off the top? Okay. I do have um, an update on a news story from last week, though, okay. and a little bit of homework. Um, and it, we did. I did get the... Trivia, uh, the uh, trivia questions that we did last oh, okay. week. Yeah, I got yeah. the answers and my score and all that stuff. So You're we'll do that at the end of the show again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so if you listened last week uh, or whatever, you know, you're listening back to back, you'll get the answers and everything like that. Uh, but uh, here we go. Uh, I found out last week I read the story about Forbes naming Jerry Seinfeld the highest paid comedian at $57.5 million in 12 months before taxes and fees and let me see oh he, that comes from multi-million dollar dividends from his 2017 Netflix deal and Hulu's streaming rights to all nine seasons ah, of Seinfeld okay so off screen though so that took that he makes more doing stand up just barely though 27.5 million was from all of that yeah. his TV deals he still makes 30 million dollars from stand up a year that's he ridiculous. made 30 million dollars my estimate was like 60 dates a year you were like he probably does half that but he, when he's not, uh, let me see. He did. He, we were both low. He performed more than seventy times last There's year. There's no way. That's what Forbes There's did the no math. There's no way Jerry Seinfeld is performing seventy dates a year. Forbes did the math. Seventy times thirty million dollars. Yeah. 
That's insane. I know. I, I refuse still, to believe it. But think of a year, you know? A year, yes. There's 52 weeks. He's Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. He doesn't need to do, like, a tour where he's doing, uh, like... Monday show, Tuesday travel, yeah. Wednesday show, Thursday travel, Friday show, Saturday travel, Sunday does. show. But he, I guess. <laughs> Forbes, I mean, they wouldn't lie. I trust Forbes 70 times uh, last year, making over $30 million. That's so insane. You got to figure, like, some of those may not be tour dates. It might be, like, corporate dates, you know? Oh, where yeah. Where you can make a lot of bank if you're Jerry Seinfeld. You know, That's if you like you, the Apple holiday party or something would hire Jerry Seinfeld, you know? <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld for Oscars host 2018. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. Although, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't think anybody's going to do it at this point. Um, do, do you think they'll just go hostless? I think, I think anybody who walks into the Oscars at this point is walking into a losing. You don't have enough yeah. time to no. write and, and and produce all the pre-recorded stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss it because I like all the sticky stuff that people do it, at the Oscars. It's nice, yeah. yes, but also if we can get an Oscars broadcast that's less than four hours, yeah. I'll be a fan. That's the benefit. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> towards the end you're like, I appreciate this bit, but it's also twelve o'clock. So yeah, you know? it, it's also tw- it's also midnight, and yeah. we haven't even gotten to the last three awards yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. So really front load those bits if you are going to do anything. <laughs> but uh, and also uh, regarding last week's episode, the alternate side uh, in oh wait, this is the, yeah the alternate side, right? Yeah, J- uh, in twenty twelve, Jerry Seinfeld identified the alternate side as his least favorite episode. Really? Yeah. Saying the stroke patient storyline made him feel uncomfortable. So at least that makes three of us. Yeah. We were kind of, we were iffy on it. Yeah. For sure. we, I mean, it was, it was super, <laughs> it was like as dark as the show has gotten heretofore. It, yeah, and especially, especially the end when Elaine breaks up with the, Oh God, I don't even remember yeah, his name we, now. Yeah. Um, the, the author, Owen March. Owen. <laughs> Owen March. Yeah. She breaks yeah. up with Owen as he's like <sighs> essentially comatose yeah, in the yeah. wheelchair, like licking his lips like an eighty year old like grandfather yeah. in a nursing home. It was she's super feeding, disturbing. Feeding him Yankee Bean. Yankee singing Yankee the Yankee Bean, Bean song. Bean. Yeah, very disturbing. I like my Yankee <laughs> Bean. Yeah, it was very disturbing. So I'm I'm glad that Jerry felt the same way. Oh, um man. I let me get to this other weird thing too. Yeah. We because we might spend speaking of Oscars and Oscar hosts, um R- Radar Online, so take it with a grain of salt, but this came out this week. <laughs> Nobody knows where the bad blood comes from, they say, but Jerry Seinfeld hates Jimmy Kimmel. Really? Yeah, people believe that Jerry is envious of Jimmy Kimmel. It's not coming from Kimmel's side. He's a huge Seinfeld fan, and he's always talking about what a great comic Jerry is, but you I won't see Jerry why. on Jimmy's show again, ever. Now, the article claims that Jerry has done Jimmy Kimmel live in the past, but that's not true. He's never been on. He's never been on Kimmel? Jerry's never done Jimmy Kimmel Live, and Kimmel said that Seinfeld was one of the people who has never done the show who we'd like to have on a couple huh. years ago, and Kimmel's never done Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, which is in its 10th Jerry, season. Jerry Seinfeld is the real-life Matt Damon. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He never has time for, uh, yeah. N- never has time for Matt Damon, but yeah. he actually never has time for Jerry Seinfeld. Was, or, I mean, he does, though. Yeah, he wants Jerry, yeah. so it's more like Jerry is... Jimmy is Matt, and because Matt always tries to get on the show, and Jerry is Jimmy in that situation. I, guess, I don't know. Yeah. The only thing that comes up if you even Google them together is that Jerry took a shot at Kimmel over his tribute to David Letterman a while back. Huh. Kimmel decided to air a rerun the night of David Letterman's last show. Seinfeld said it didn't go far enough, and they should have not aired an episode at all. Kind of comparing it to when TV Land aired like a title card that said tonight's the last episode of Seinfeld for the when Seinfeld finale was on uh-huh. TV land the channel just put up a thing saying we're watching Seinfeld right now it's the last episode instead of airing instead something? of airing anything yeah yeah so what that's what he said world? Kimmel should have done instead of airing an episode not aired 
And that's the only reference that, that uh, you find I, to Google. So uh, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah, a, an yeah, interesting yeah. little bit of tabloid uh, trash, I guess, that Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> might hate Jimmy Kimmel. I, I can see it, I guess. I, I mean, mean there, the evidence there's, there's is there. drama and egos everywhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's just, well, you, and you know what? I wonder if it goes back to Jay Leno, too, because Jay and Jerry are from Maybe. that same class. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel came up from radio. He probably has done some stand-up. He didn't come up the same way that Jerry and Dave, even Dave yeah. and uh, Jay. And I think Jerry and Jay were close, and Jimmy and Jay had their little thing a while back. And I mean, uh, Jay and Jerry are like the same person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I mean, they, yeah. they love cars. They're old-school comedians. Yes, yes, yeah, they, yeah. You know, they they have a lot to say about the way the new school is doing it, and here's yeah. the right way to do comedy and stuff <laughs> like that. So. Yeah, maybe that's maybe we just uncovered a little bit more, but the the evidence is there. So dig into it if you want. Okay, that's all I have. Okay, did you have any more uh, homework without going into the answers from the uh, trivia, trivia from last negative. week? Okay, uh, I want to give a shout out to user "You're Not a Machine" on Reddit. <laughs> uh, replied to our uh, post for the Stranded a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. At this point. Uh, he says, hey, I'm a big fan of the podcast, and there's something small you guys didn't seem to pick up on oh. about where this episode lands in the continuity of the show. This episode was meant to air in season two, which you guys already mentioned, but there are actually two references to the episode, The Jacket, in this episode. One at a party when Jerry overhears Elaine mentioning she works at Pendant Publishing, and Jerry replies, Pendant, those bastards. Huh? An impression of Elaine's father who said the same thing, who we haven't met yet. Or no, 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 we have we, met him. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's, uh, he was, oh, crap, who was playing him? He was, like, the, the... Oh, the guy from Reservoir Dogs. Staunchy old guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I had to think of that for a second. (laughs) Um, the other reference is the story Kramer tells to the host of the party in Jerry's apartment. He tells him a story about chasing pigeons down the street, a reference to what happens to him in the jacket, and the reason that Elaine is late to meet her father. (gasps) Oh! That's the story that he's telling the guy on the couch? I guess so. Oh, my gosh. Mind blown. Uh, <laughs> uh, he says, I think this episode was supposed to air either directly after or only a few episodes after the jacket, meaning that this takes place when George is still working at Rick Bar Properties. Oh, definitely. This is pretty obvious as he's still employed in The Stranded, but I think it's cool that there are callbacks to what they thought at the time was the previous episode in the series. Yeah, yeah. yeah I so- love Pendant, those bastards. And I did kind of pick up on the fact that you know that 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 was maybe a reference to Elaine's dad, but I didn't. It didn't hit, stick out to me that it <laughs> would have been immediately following that episode. So recent, you know. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, I liked Jerry's, but I think he really. I think that's exactly verbatim what her dad had said. I think it is, those I, bastards. I think I think it yeah. is too. Now that yeah, I'm, yeah. Now that I'm uh, remembering it. So I, I kind of picked up on it as a callback, but not a direct, not as direct a callback as as uh, you're not a machine just pointed out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very interesting. <laughs> And uh, a few other things before we get into the red dot. Uh, if you uh, want to send us an email or slide into our DMs on Twitter, it's <laughs> at no hugging or no hugging, no learning show at gmail.com. Give us a uh, five star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. The first 15 Whoa. people to do so, not 100, not we 10. Ch- we changed it last week. <laughs> first 15 people to do so are going to get a free no hugging, no learning sticker. And uh, like we've said in previous weeks before, we are not a research-heavy podcast. I'm watching these episodes for the first time. Tim is watching these episodes for the first time chronologically after being a fan pretty much his entire life. So if we miss something, if we egregiously skip over something and you would like us to touch on it in the next episode, in uh, a future episode, a couple weeks down the line, please give us an email, send us a DM. That being said... Season 3, Episode 12, The Red Dot, if you are looking in TV Guide, the night 
of December tw- December 11th. I was going to say, please tell me Hulu didn't screw us again. <laughs> we have to go through all this again. Yeah. Uh, December 11th, 1991, you're going to see Elaine's alcoholic boyfriend resumes drinking. Jerry is the unwitting cause. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, nothing even about the red dot in the synopsis. So, exactly. Uh, we start off with a stand-up bit, and I had to rewind this. Several times to make out just what the hell before I remember to turn the captions on to see to just to hear what the hell Jerry said. What when he did said, he say here? Every what mo- was the name of the store? Well, I wrote down. Here's the way I wrote it down: H O P F R I T Z Hop Fritz. But it's Hop actually Fritz? it's actually Hop Fritz. When Hop I turn Fritz. on the captions, it's H O F F R I T Z. Talk about a joke that is aged terribly. Wow. Every mall has a Hop Fritz in it. Jesus. I guess age. just from context clues, I can gather I'm guessing that it it's was, a kitchen store. Yeah. Or maybe just knives. I, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know of any store that would just sell knives exclusively. It's what about be Cutco? Like, they're not like a they're not like a retail store, yeah, are there's they? A, there's a Cutco you can walk into in town here. I thought it was just like a place that trained people to go door to door to sell Cutco I don't knives. Know, I've never been in there. I don't want to go in there. I might walk out selling knives. You know? Yeah, same. <laughs> they're like the Scientology of uh, of multi level <laughs> marketing. <laughs> you walk in. Oh, look, I'm just here to check it out, Man, my friend. Could uh, you imagine if Cutco starts invading like your Facebook <laughs> friends list? Oh no! And, and Cutco becomes like the next level like yeah. pyramid scheme. Surely you had friends that sold Cutco. Uh, no one, no? That, no one that sold Cutco. Oh. Uh, but I had friends. I, had that I, that, I thought everyone had a buddy that sold no, Cutco. I, at I one had point. friends that I went to college with that got into like Plexus. And, I don't know what that is. And, are those the MLM things? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, well, Cutco was more like Mary Kay for knives. You know, yeah. you sign. But I think with Mary Kay, you could sign it's, up. It's like the it's like the the new or well, not I can't say it's new anymore. But it was like the next evolution of Avon, right? Yeah, I think yeah, okay. so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like Avon or like I, yeah, Avon <laughs> or. But it was, I think it was MLM. I think it was multi. Like you could sign someone up to sell Cutco, and yeah. then you would get a cut of their Cutco. I think. I, I don't know. A cut of their Cutco. A cut, cut. of their Cutco cut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, I mean, it, it was. It, it's kind of funny if you know what Hoffritz is. Like, do you have any knives? I need a. I need a big knife with. I mean, that's kind of funny. The I need, you know, I need a knife with a hook. I yeah. Need, I need a double ended like, knife. Serrated. Yeah, and but it two- is. It is kind of scary. Yeah, what Jerry's yeah. saying. It's kind of terrifying. But the fact that I had n- never heard of Hoffritz before. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and and the funny thing is, malls. You could revamp this, and malls still have. They still have kitchen stores. There's still there's a kitchen collection in the mall in Erie right now. But even funnier, I think, would be to make fun of the guys that sell like throwing stars at a kiosk in the oh mall. Oh my god! You know, yeah. every mall has this kiosk that sells. You know, one of my uh, I think as we mentioned Reddit already. One of my favorite subreddits that I sometimes stumble upon is Mall Ninja. You know, like, uh, that that of, of guys like bringing those home and like hurting themselves with oh, their nunchucks no. that they bought from a kiosk <laughs> at the mall and stuff like oh, that, no. or just guys that, or just like you know guys acting like general <laughs> badasses because they bought a throwing star hell at the yeah. mall. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. But no, not necessarily. Not, not hell yeah. I'm like hell yeah, like that kind of. <laughs> oh man, I got th- full of throwing stars. <laughs> Hell yeah! I, I was sounding like too much of a badass. Too much of a badass. Hell yeah, yeah, like too too rednecky. Yeah. yeah, think think more 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 beard neck, not redneck. Oh no! <laughs> so from my understanding, so I I think you could still do this bit today if you just. Uh, you just change but, it a little bit. But also the guys that are selling the throwing stars are the ones who are like, I need a knife. I need a big knife. I, I need one serrated oh, with a hook no. so I can grab it. It tears the flesh. Oh, and no. Yeah, so the, uh, you'd have to revamp it a little bit. But there is still <laughs> that that I think is is rife for, or ripe, rife? 
Uh, rife for I think I, rife is a word. I think it's rife. Actually, yeah. it sounds like it shouldn't be a word. It's a rife word. and it's ripe for parody. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, rife and or ripe. And or ripe. It's both. Uh, before we get into the rest of the episode, <laughs> yeah. uh, I forgot to mention this. This is the final episode where I'm more than a where it's more than a year until I'm born. I'm negative one year, nine days old. Whoa. Yeah. So when we come back, because this is the uh, final Christmas break. Yeah, this is the Christmas break. So it's a first or final episode of the first half of season three. Yeah. We come back and I'm less than negative Whoa, year old. Oh yeah. yeah. Now we'll be into season four but before you turn exactly. a year old. Yeah. Or we'll, before we'll, you're born. Before you turn zero, I mean. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Before, <laughs> you're gonna turn zero. But, but before I am birthed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But still, uh we're we're getting we're counting <laughs> yeah. down. Uh, uh commercial break, we get to pendant publishing and we get this 70s era Christmas story <laughs> yeah. looking B-roll. It's awful. Oh, yeah, it's so yeah. bad. Oh, right. Of the people, the bustling New York yeah. City streets what and Christmas. Is that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've touched on it before, but I would think that it would get better by this point. <laughs> yeah. But I, it hasn't. I don't know. It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. It wasn't as glaring as like the porno theater one that we had a little yeah, bit ago, yeah, but yeah. it still was, yeah. Still, what, the, I need more sex. I need more sex during yeah. Amber Lynn or whatever it oh, was. Oh, no. Uh, and so, yeah, we're at the, the pendant Christmas party, which also itself is a throwback, I feel like, to the 80s, like, Office Christmas, office party, Christmas party with drinking yeah. in the office. You know, I mean, maybe they, I'm, I'm sure they were still doing this in 91. I think our office that we work at was still doing this in the like the late 2000s. <laughs> that, well, yeah, now we have a nice quiet luncheon <laughs> yeah, they're, before they're, the holidays. And then after the holidays, we have a blowout at a local bar. Yeah, I yeah. really like this. It, it, we've only done this new format for a couple of years and I really like oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, nice. Awesome. You, get, you get a double dip on the parties. It's exactly. Great. Yeah. The uh, pre-Christmas and the post-Christmas. Yeah. So Jerry and George, I guess, have invited themselves to the pendant Christmas party. Or did he come to just give her her watch? I think he came to just give Elaine her watch. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, they said it's a little early for a Christmas party, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like they had no clue that was going on. Right. But, yeah. I, I mean, going on the date this episode aired, right. I don't know when this is supposed to uh, be in Seinfeld canon. It's December 11th. That's not too early no, for a Christmas fine. party that's at all. Breaks are about to, you know, the the, the <laughs> fourth quarter is winding down. Ho- everyone's about to go on holiday breaks, you know, exactly. especially the executives who have tons of vacation time. So, yeah. yeah. I know, especially in the, the case of where we work, yeah. everyone takes vacation all of December. Oh, so, yeah. you, you've got to get that party, that luncheon in exactly. like early as possible so as many people can attend it as mm-hmm. they want to. Yeah. So it, it's not early for a Christmas party. No, not really. If, it, if it's if it's December eleventh, nineteen ninety one. If it's airing in current, if it's you know, if there's a live feed. <laughs> yeah, we're good. But we're, we're seeing the live feed <laughs> in Jerry's life. <laughs> uh, but we find out that uh, Elaine is having a fling with an office mate who is a recovering alcoholic. They uh, talk about whether or not. Being sober is on or off the wagon. He's off the wagon. He's on the wagon. Yeah, and I think if he's if he's sober, he's back on the wagon. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jerry makes an argument later on that I think. That's oh, he the- makes this argument many times yeah, over yeah. this episode, and neither time does it get any more funny. No, I agree. I agree. That's that's why I, I, I can't wait to hear what you <laughs> thought about this episode because I, I still don't know whether I like it or not. <laughs> And it's mainly just one or two little things that I absolutely hate about it that are that are really dragging it down. Uh, but so yeah, we so uh, I, I think you're right about if you if you're off the wagon, if you fall off the wagon, you're drunk. Yeah, yeah. Which I, we'll we'll get to it yeah, whenever yeah. Jerry brings it up in his stand up. Yeah. Set. But yeah, it, so far off the wagon, drunk. 
on the wagon, sober. Right. Correct? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, to me. Yeah, but I forget. What, I don't even know which way that Jerry and, and George were arguing about it, but... I think uh, I think Jerry was arguing that off, off the, the wagon, wagon is, is sober. sober. Yeah. And George was being the voice of reason mm-hmm. here and saying, like, the correct thing. No, off the wagon is drunk. On the wagon is sober. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, so George is right in this instance. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so uh, uh, Jerry returns a watch that Elaine lost at his house. We get the first. Is this the first Elaine shove that we've seen? The Elaine get out shove? No, no, we've seen this no, before. We've, okay. seen, we've seen this before. All right, uh, but it's definitely becoming her thing. Yeah, I thought we, it got we've, a little we've audience only, reaction. We've only had like a few like violent ones. This yeah, is only yeah. like the second or third like real like visceral like sh- like yeah. violent shoves. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently Julia Louis Dreyfus did that in real life, and they wrote it into the Elaine <laughs> really? character. Yeah, yeah. She would like Jesus. shout, "Get out!" like that. You know, whenever <laughs> she was excited about something or or. <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, she does. She Jerry, uh, Jerry gets a shove from Elaine for returning the watch back, and then Elaine asks George if he wants a job. Yeah, she asks if he wants to be a reader because mm-hmm. uh, one of the readers just quit. Yeah, just up and left, I guess. Yeah. Um, but Elaine's boyfriend, Dick, <laughs> uh, I think this is the most times that you'll ever see primetime television get away with just saying, Dick, 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 yeah, Dick, yeah. Dick, 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 Dick. They probably named him that because of that, oh, right? Because exactly. he is a dick. There's no way they didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just fun to call him a dick because he is a dick for the majority of the episode. Uh, yeah, and he comes up and is immediately threatened by Jerry. Oh, yeah. He's like, is this the guy? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah, exactly. It, which is... It's such a weird thing because you, if you're in Jerry's shoes, you immediately know that this guy who you have no clue who he is, he knows who you are. Yeah. And you know that they've been talking yes. about you. Yeah. So you don't know like what they've been saying. Oh, my ex-boyfriend is a comedian. Very funny comedian. has been on The Tonight Show. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and how does Elaine introduce Jerry to Dick? Does he? Does she say, oh, yeah, my ex-boyfriend, who I'm still very good friends with, <laughs> yeah, by the yeah. way. Right. Uh, uh, and but so anyway, d- Elaine takes George to go meet their boss at Pendant Publishing, mm-hmm. and to just to do a little pre-interview for the because it's Elaine's <laughs> yeah, yeah. choice. Uh, and he asks him what authors he reads. He says and, Mike, Lupica, yeah, Mike the, Lupica, the sports writer for the Daily News. <laughs> He's very insightful. I find him very insightful. <laughs> And Elaine's boss is like, no, what authors? Yeah. Oh, t- too many. I, I, oh, I, I, I don't want to wanna... name any just to leave, <laughs> d- just because I know I'd leave someone out. Yeah. But name a few. Uh, Art Vandalay. <laughs> Art Vandalay. <laughs> uh, what, what has he written? Venetian blinds? <laughs> so another great Art Vandalay reference. It, is that... Um, is Venetian blinds what George said that Art Vandalay imported and exported in season one? I don't know because if, that was the first time that we got the art van. Right, right. Very. It was the, very. Early. The very first made up. You know, the very first instance of one yeah. of the great and made I, up names. Yeah, and I think he said that he was an importer and exporter. Yes. And he, and someone asked, "Oh, of what Venetian blinds?" Is that right? That, that'd be incredible. So. That'd be incredible. If I it's think true. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he says he wrote, and he's a beatnik, lives in the village. <laughs> uh, yeah, very uh, kind of obscure. <laughs> um, but we we cut back. To uh, Dick and Jerry. Yeah. And the only time, like, we see Dick on camera for, like, very, uh, I'm, I'm losing, like, my, my train of thought. We, we barely see him on camera. Yeah. We, we see him talking to Jerry for, like, two seconds, and he says, I'm funnier than you are. Yeah. Grabs the wrong drink. Yes. And storms off. Yeah. Lane had had cranberry and vodka. Dick was drinking what we assume just is cranberry just cranberry juice. juice. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he says, I have just cranberry juice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, Elaine comes back and uh, she see she grabs what she thinks is her drink and it's just cranberry juice. She tells Jerry, uh, like, oh, what what happened to my drink? Oh, I think Dick grabbed it. Yeah. Oh, one drink like that and he can fall right back off the wagon. And George's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by the way, Dick is immediately drunk from one sip of vodka. Yeah. I mean, did he? Just, he must have just hadn't eaten in a week, and and yet. And was dr- and you don't get drunk that fast. It's absolutely insane how belligerent well, we he is. We don't immediately. see him. We don't see him drunk at the party. But he's like, he, eh, I'm funnier. Than-. Immediately, he's he like, hadn't he hadn't drank that yet. Yeah, that I, was just him. I got the feeling because he that said, I'm funnier than you. Grabs the drink and storms off. I guess you're right. But then we see. I don't know. I, I got the feeling that they were trying to make him look drunk immediately. Maybe? Like he's a little sloppier. He's already a little sloppy. You know. I, I guess. For some I think reason. that just came. From him being threatened by Jerry. Yeah. So that's just his. I don't think he was drunk yet. That's just his personality. I think, it, I think yeah. it's just his personality. Probably, he, he's there, a dick. There's a shot of him drinking <laughs> out of the thing from like, you know, like leaning on a cubicle talking to somebody else. And I just got the feeling that he's he was downing supposed that to look pretty quickly. And I got the feeling he was supposed to look drunk already. I was, Maybe. You know, yeah. Like cartoonishly yeah. drunk. But I mean, after that, we don't see him until. Uh, until the stand-up bit, yeah, we we don't see him again, so we don't know like how hard he's hitting, uh, hitting the hitting the right, sauce, right, I right, guess. yeah. But we do cut to the Nautica store, and George is buying, yeah, a, weird, weird brand shout out. I know, yeah, oh, yeah, sponsor and, maybe, I yeah, or just B roll that they had. I, I don't guess, know. yeah, because yeah. uh, it didn't look like I, there was no Nautica branding inside from no. what I could tell. Yeah, but just outside, they're like, here we are at the Nautica store. I guess. George is buying a thank you gift for Elaine and finds a cashmere sweater. Yeah, marked down from six hundred dollars. Yeah, and it's only eighty five now. Yeah. Because there is a red dot on it that is imperceptible until it's pointed out to you, yeah. or, or at least to Jerry and George. They had no idea why it was marked down, and the lady was like, "Oh, that's uh, oh, it's um, you know, it, there's this red dot here." And you know, George is asking Jerry if he can see it. And he's like, "Why? Well, I I, I've already seen it, so of course I'm, my eyes are drawn to it." Yeah, J- George is like, "Give me an overview." Yeah. He's like, "You want an overview? I see a very cheap man holding a sweater trying to get away with something." Yeah, yeah, which is exactly what he's trying. Uh, yeah. Oh, and there's no refunds on it too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what did you make of the line where, uh, right when we get into this scene, Jerry's like, yeah, I don't really like looking at women's clothing. I always feel like I'm too close to trying on a dress. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I th- to make I of that. I think that just says something about Jerry. Yeah, that he, yeah. He just wants to try on women's clothing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which I think, I mean, he seemed <laughs> uneasy with the idea, but still open to it, you know? Uh, okay. <laughs> That's what it seemed. What, what, how did you feel? I, it just felt weird. I'm like, okay, uh, calm your toxic masculinity ah, there, Jerry. I see, yeah. Uh, I, you, oh, can, just you, by... can't, you can't shop for women's clothing, right. I guess. Right. That makes more sense, especially for 1991. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, just being just being in the women's section makes yeah. me a gay. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, yeah. settle there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so now we're in Jerry's apartment. Um, Elaine thinks Dick is drinking again. And Jerry asks if he smells. Yeah. And Elaine says that you wouldn't smell from one drink. Jerry argues the, yeah. the opposite, that, oh, you definitely would smell. Kramer bars, bur- bursts <laughs> yeah. in, uh, d- does his immediate, like, oh, God. Because uh-huh. I'm, I'm guessing he's not expecting Jerry right and to be door. right yeah. there. <laughs> uh, but Jerry gives him some scotch, some Hennigan's. Yeah, Hennigan's. <laughs> I like that he says, can we, uh, can, can, you, can we smell you after you take a drink? He's like, you can smell me without the drink. Uh, and so, um, yeah, he, he has some scotch that he has had for two years some Hennigan scotch. So Kramer was kind of off in the stranded. Jerry did have some booze in the apartment. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So when it, when the guy asked for a drink, I, I maybe he hadn't snooped 
at all. I would expect that Mr. Pocadillo would have poked around a little bit. He would uh, have Pocadilloed around. Yeah, to find some Scott. But, you know, but he, also, I would expect Kramer to know every nook and cranny of Jerry's cabinet. Yeah, so he, he must have just forgotten the Hennigans was there. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, because, yeah, so in The Stranded, he, w- he was kind of um, off about that because it takes place a lot earlier, as yeah. we know. Uh, what does Kramer do with his arm when he takes this shot? What do you mean? Like he shoots uh, oh, it like, forward, shoots it back, and downs the sky. I don't know. Kind of what like, is that? I guess it's just sort of like a <laughs> is funny. It, is it just a Kramerism? It's like the people who pound the shot on the table before <laughs> drinking it. You know, like that people do that. It's just a little superstition kind of thing. You know, you right, throw the salt sure. over your shoulder before you whatever. You know, I think it's just one of. <laughs> think it's just one of those things. Yeah, but I, uh, Kramer <laughs> downs it like a champ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and then there's a weird. Did your did your episode have a weird jump cut here where they're like we're too close? She says we're too close to the bottle. He's already holding another drink. They're pushing him out. The buzzer goes off. There was a jump cut here. Uh, in, I didn't notice it. I I I went back to make sure that Hulu didn't like skip forward because it really was. It was a jump cut. I mean... People are in different positions, and it's well, like... Kramer's walking over. He walks over from the counter over towards, like, Jerry's yeah. table. But so from him, from them smelling him, and then, like, there's a, there was a weird jump cut in the episode that I, that I huh. noticed. It I didn't was notice weird. it. Yeah. Like, he already has a second drink, even though you never see them, them pour that for him. I, I think it was just he was taking... He had leftover stuff? Leftovers yeah. from, that, from that first cup. But he, anyway, pe- people move positions very quickly. It was like, it, it, was, a, it was a weird thing that, huh. I, that I noticed, yeah. Okay. Um, but so Kramer uh, in- is enjoying the, the drink. Yeah, and he, he's saying like, oh, I can do a commercial for this because, yeah. you know, Kramer's an actor now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> so that tracks with the, uh, guess, the alternate yeah. side, which I like. He's still giving that a go. <laughs> what does he say? Uh, Hennigan's, the no smell, no tell, <laughs> yeah, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> the great thing about Hennigan's is it doesn't smell. Yeah, it, it's just very funny. And, um, and then. But he's immediately drunk. Yeah, he's all he's also immediately drunk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it work, alcohol works quickly in the Seinfeld universe. But um, George comes in and he's got the sweater for Elaine. Elaine opens it up, and from across the room, Kramer sees the red dot from across the room and drunk yeah. well, on Hennigan's. Well, well, hold up! Before we get to that, yeah. Elaine takes it out of the box and she's like, "George, how much did you spend on this? <laughs> ah, money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know, money's definitely not a yeah. big deal to George he's Costanza. Not, he's not careful with money. No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, <laughs> he'll throw money." out willy-nilly just <laughs> exactly. like his pal jerry yeah yeah uh but yeah from across the room kramer sees the red dot <laughs> what's that red dot on your sweater and then he passes out and he starts snoring yeah but uh, jerry you know elaine asked jerry if he sees anything or if he you know and he's such a bad liar he's he, he keeps hemming and hawing and going like what, what did you ask me again and stuff like that did and, you see the red dot or didn't you yeah did i see it or didn't I? <laughs> yeah. That's the question. Walks over to the counter, pounds a shot of scotch, walks yeah. back over to her lane. Now, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cannot lie, cannot lie. But yeah, and then Kramer passes out on the couch with a red ribbon tied around his neck that he's put on. At some yeah, point. where did that come from? No idea. Again, there's. A, I think this scene was a lot longer, and they had to cut some of it. That's my Could guess. Have been, yeah. Uh, back at Pendant, uh, George burning the midnight oil, uh, and that's that was a sarcastic remark where he says, "I can't believe they pay me for this." Right? Can't believe I'm getting I don't paid know. for this. Or is it easy for him? I think, I, feel, I think it's easy for him because all he's doing is reading. But he's there really late. I, I have a feeling he'd want to leave when everyone else leaves, but he can't because he's still reading this thing. And he doesn't read often. That's we know true. that except for Mike Lupica. That's true. So Yeah, maybe it is sarcastic. I'm, I'm guessing it was a little sarcastic. Uh, but yeah, the cleaning lady shows up. Yeah, George gives uh, a look to the cleaning <laughs> woman. And before we get to the next scene, yeah. I'm wondering, 
okay, what's going on here? <laughs> we get a cut to monks. And first line is Jerry saying, you had sex with a cleaning woman on your desk? And, I'm like, and I paused it right here yeah. because I was just trying to pause it uh, like after that scene to write, oh, George gives a look to the cleaning woman. And this what's line comes happen? so yeah. quickly. And I'm like, oh, dear God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so George doesn't drink either. It's interesting just how teetotaling the Seinfeld gang is. When I think of what I was doing in my 30s and mid-30s, like it's definitely settled down since I had a family. But we go out to, we'd go out to bars and, and yeah. drink. Yeah, and, and no, no one in Seinfeld in the Seinfeld universe drinks. Apparently, it's weird. yeah. I mean, Kramer enjoys it. You can tell, but yeah. who does he go drinking with? You know, um, it's Unless just very he, he just drinks in his apartment by himself. <laughs> That's probably what happens. Yeah, we know he has booze on hand from yeah. the the stranded. So yeah, just very just very weird that George also doesn't drink. And why? So why was the Hennigans there? I don't know. Did he have Hennigans in his desk? Yeah, where did the I Hennigans guess? come from? <laughs> Somehow a bottle of Hennigans made it. To the office. We don't know whether it's the same bottle of Hennigan's as Jerry has in his apartment or a different bottle or, or whatever, yeah. but somehow the Hennigan's is there. Yeah, and he said that that's what gave him the courage yeah. to, uh, I don't know, sleep with the yeah, cleaning lady. to make a move on yeah. the cleaning lady yeah. at least. And we learned that George is uh, attracted to cleaning women and chambermaids. Uh, chambermaids. <laughs> I think George has got some Dom sub stuff that he's got to work out. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. And, and Jerry, too. You know, he, he finds the chambermaid <laughs> thing attractive, too. And I'm like, you're... <laughs> you're white men. It's a power thing. I mean, you're their boss. That's what it is. I mean, you guys can't figure that out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, it's, I wonder what it is we like about them. Well, I mean, and Jerry's funny line is, "Well, it's a woman in your room, so it's, it's like almost all. You know, it's, it's you're almost all the way there. You know, I, I guess. Oh my god, <laughs> she's already in your room. Yeah, uh, and then the rest of it is toxic masculine power. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, George says, I don't know if it was the alcohol or the ammonia, but next thing I know, she's mopping the floor with me. Uh, uh, and then he ends up throwing up, and Jerry's line, luckily the cleaning lady was there, gets a raucous applause from, oh, yes, yeah, these make, men are enjoyable. Ma- make that woman yeah. clean up the after wo- you have sex with yeah, her. The woman who you just Jesus used as a sexual Christ. object, make her do her job after that. Yeah. Now uh, get back to work. Yeah, get back to work, exactly. Uh, not, our, not our best moment, uh, uh, not our most feminine moment of Seinfeld. <laughs> but uh, then back in the apartment, we find out that Dick's been fired. I guess because he's been drinking again. I, I guess? Yeah. I, I mean, was he drinking on the job or something? Did he come into work drunk? When you're an alcoholic, I think either, yeah, either or, both. I guess. Yeah. We're, we're not really given a reason. Yeah, yeah. It, it must do, have to do with the drinking, though, because it's obviously been such a problem in his life that it affects yeah. his life. Yeah. Uh, and Jerry gives up George to Elaine. Yeah. And I, I want to point this out. We get like an annoying Seinfeldian back and forth. Uh, Elaine and Jerry are going back and forth. Yeah. Elaine's like, oh, what are you saying? Or no, Jerry's like, oh, what are you saying? What did I say? Yeah. What did I mean to say? If I would have said something, I would have said something. Yeah. Oh, well, like, what did you say? Nothing. I, yeah. I, I you didn't like it. this? I hated this. It was too snappy. I mean, this is kind of their trademark. I know. Yeah. I, I know this is one of their trademarks. I'm just not a fan of it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, not a fan of this device, this, the snappy back and forth. Yeah. The witty rapport. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it worked on me. I liked the uh, nothing. Uh, if you said nothing, <laughs> you, you shouldn't have said anything. I didn't say anything. Yeah. If, uh, if it would have said something, it would have said something. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but he doesn't really give up George. J- Elaine just has, he just gives Elaine enough suspicion, you exactly. know, enough, enough probable cause yeah. to. He does have an expression on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Elaine knowing Jerry, yeah. uh, she knows what he's trying to say without actually saying exactly. it. Exactly. But she doesn't have the solid proof yet. Exactly. 
But uh, George comes in. Elaine finds out that he knew about the red dot. And she says that Je- that's what exactly what Jerry told me. And George freaks out on Jerry. Yeah. Jerry's like, she tricked you, yeah. you idiot. I didn't tell her you idiot. She tricked you. <laughs> and, but he still tries to lie after that. I was sick. I was seeing red dots everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah. Um. Okay, hold up. We get... Uh, uh, Elena's mocking Jerry at, into the bathroom because Jerry's like trying to like stall, and that's when George yeah, comes yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, but uh, George comes in. He's saying that the cleaning woman wants a relationship. Oh, she's putting he's, the screws yeah, to him. He's freaking out. Yeah. Uh, the cleaning woman is going to go to the boss if he doesn't like uh, start a relationship with her. Yeah. Jerry's like Elena's in the bathroom right now. That's when she comes yes, out. Yeah, yeah. And George freaks out. And he's, he gives a performance of a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. That's when he says, oh, I had a 103-degree fever. I was seeing red dots everywhere. I, I've got no money. I, I can't afford clothes. <laughs> look, look at what I'm wearing. In that moment, Jerry's, like, dabbing his oh, eyes yeah, with yeah. a tissue, crying <laughs> at this Oscar-winning performance. Yeah, yeah. sobbing at, at the story <laughs> George is painting of his horrible life. Uh, back at uh, Pendant Publishing, George gives the cleaning lady a gift to keep her quiet. Because of, quote-unquote, Clarence Thomas and all. Yeah, like, wh- why don't we just keep this between us because of, you know, Clarence Thomas and I, everything. I didn't get that. Well, so, uh, you know, you're familiar with Clarence Thomas. He's a Supreme Court Supreme, justice, He's a Supreme he? Court justice, yeah. Are you familiar okay. with his confirmation process at all? Not really, no. Uh, it, it really me. came to light after the Brett Kavanaugh situation we just had because uh, Clarence Thomas was accused by a woman named Anita Hill of workplace sexual harassment. Okay. Um, and so... It was a hot button topic in uh, October of 1991 when oh, okay. Clarence Thomas was uh, put on the Supreme Court. He was confirmed on the Supreme Court. So this being in December, that was a hot. That was still yeah. a hot headline. Yeah, that was still a top headline. Oh, at this wow, point. So yeah. that's a current reference right there because of Clarence Thomas and everything. So sexual harassment was like put in the forefront by that, yeah, that confirmation. That's process. like a, a primetime show right now mentioning Brett Kavanaugh. Exactly. Yeah. Well, because of Brett, you know, Brett Kavanaugh and all. Yeah, It's the exact same. Yeah, be the exact same thing. Um, Sexual harassment was not on the map before. You know. Gotcha. uh, Especially for chambermaids, (laughs) they just had no representation. Yeah. uh, George (laughs) regifts the sweater. uh, To the cleaning woman. Do we ever learn the cleaning woman's name? (laughs) No. I don't think we do. No. No, we don't. (laughs) Uh, But she gives like this story about being a little girl in Panama. Oh, she monologues. And there was this rich white man who, I don't think she said rich white man, but I'm just assuming. Right. uh, Comes down to Panama and she's like, well, what do you call this miraculous fabric? Oh, it's cashmere. Cashmere. And then she just begs that the man give his sweater (laughs) to this little girl. It's like, no, get away from me. Throws the change (laughs) in her face. Yeah, and it's like I didn't want the change. I wanted the sweater. I wanted the cashmere. Yeah, and so she's so Christ. thankful, and until she looks at the sweater, and of course, immediately sees the red dot. Immediately, yeah, how does she see it immediately? What is this? Like, uh, yeah. it, it took Jerry and George so long to notice the red dot. Elaine didn't even notice the red dot no. until Kramer pointed it right, out. Right, How does she notice this immediately? <laughs> Comedy, <laughs> just comedy. There's no classic comedy. Yeah, just just the reason is comedy. Um, so now we're at a stand-up bit, and I hate this. When I think of the moments from Seinfeld that I hate, this setup bit with the and you know if, if, I I didn't even connect in my mind. I don't know whether it's been shortened for syndication and on Hulu you can see the full versions that NBC would run, but I never knew that that was Dick in the audience. Really? Yeah. I always thought it was just Jerry wrote in a funny random heckler to go back to the on the wagon, off the wagon conversation that he had earlier. So, but Dick is in the audience heckling Jerry, who's not being funny. I mean, this is, I, I didn't like this. A, because 
the stand-up bits have been have existed in their own universe. You know, exactly. we're like, oh, it obviously takes place after the events of the episode where Jerry gets his material. That's yeah. the idea for the show. Where does a comedian get his material? How the real life works its way into Jerry's act. Yeah, this threw me off because it, it's the first time that one of his stand-up bits is... I don't want to say the first time it's part of the episode. Right. But it is. It is. The first time it doesn't exist in a vacuum or after the episode. Whatever. Like, it, a character from the episode has appeared now in the stand-up bit, and the stand-up bit is taking place... At the same at the time. Sa- when, it, when it is placed in the show, in the middle of the episode. That's when the stand-up... Not before, not after, not in yeah. some questionable universe. It's taking place in the continuity of the show. Yeah, Why? I, didn't, I didn't like that. Well, yeah, it, it it threw me off. It was confusing. I, I didn't. I I hate. And it's the one of the reasons that I'm like, even though I enjoyed this episode, and I was like, even when we were talking about, it, I'm like, ah, oh, this is one of my favorites. The second we hit this, it sours the whole thing for yeah. me. I dislike and this episode. If they would have done something with this to to make it worth putting his stand up bits in the continuity of the episode, yeah, it, it would have been okay. But it was all just to get back to the on the wagon, off the wagon again. Yes. That's which was, it. Which was not funny the first time. No. And it's not funny the second time. And it's not funny when, the, when it's like a scripted heckling situation. Like, we're amazed when a comedian can take down a heckler because they're thinking off the cuff. Yeah. Not when it's like a scripted bit on a TV show. And I, the, I, the whole thing I hated. I hate. I hate. <laughs> Uh, but now we're back at Penn and Publishing, <laughs> and the boss is confronting George about sleeping with the. And this is a classic Seinfeld scene right here. Uh, you know, did you sleep with the the cleaning lady? Uh, you know, do you have sex with the cleaning lady on your on the desk in your office? Who told you that? She did. <laughs> and and then this line right here was that wrong? <laughs> I got to plead ignorance on this one. I, if I, someone I, had told I, me, I, I've been in a lot of offices, and people are doing that all over. <laughs> this is, to me is a classic Seinfeld scene right here was i, I gotta admit i gotta plead ignorance on this i i just had no idea um but so uh, you know the mr pendant whoever it is i know he has a real name <laughs> mr. Pendant, it's not yeah. mr pendant but he he fires him and then george i love george line he's any, ha- he's halfway out the door yeah yeah spirit of christmas any flexibility there no no <laughs> eh, all right oh well, one more thing she wanted me to turn this throws the sweater right in his face <laughs> right in his face and it it stays on his head until he leaves i, I want to know how many takes they had to do yeah of that to get throw. it <laughs> to get it to land right on his face and to get to, to get it to stay yeah and for stay. him for him to like emote yeah, with the sweater on the his sweater. face yes. yeah he's like mm, yeah okay <laughs> yeah he doesn't say anything but nope. you can tell just by the way he's moving he's like okay yeah, yeah, yeah i deserve this i, deserve I, this. I got myself into this <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh back at the desk George is cleaning out yeah. his desk. Smash cut, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's cleaning it out because Mr. Pendant said yeah. that he, he wants him gone by the end of the day, which is actually pretty lenient. I we, know. We don't know. You get like, the full day's pay. Yeah, we, we don't know like what time it is already, but typically, I mean, granted, I've never been fired right. from, from a big boy job before, uh, but don't you typically have to leave right then and there? If you're fired, I would imagine, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I want you gone by the end of the day. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're given like that stereotypical yeah. cardboard box to fit everything in. Either that, but, or in extreme cases, they're like, you can come back and get everything this weekend with an armed security guard or something. You know, like they, yeah, exactly. You, they have someone like, if, watch if it, you if it's very hostile. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they're like, you're you're gone. You can come back later and get all your stuff or whatever. We'll mail it to you or something. So yeah, he's <laughs> he's cleaning out his desk. He's already cleaning out his desk. How long has he been there? What has he accrued? In yeah, the week that he's real. been there, you know, maybe not even a week. Honestly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> maybe it was just a day or two. Um, so 
George, you know, Elaine's shocked that George did that. And he's like, oh, you've never done that? She's like, well, I've made out in the office before. And he says, <laughs> making out is sex. Kissing is sex. <laughs> Kissing is not sex, yeah, Elaine yeah. says. Right. Um, and then Jerry comes in and he begins telling them that, hey, Dick heckled me at the uh, comedy club last night. And I think they immediately just kind of bypass that and, and start asking him, when do you think sex is taking place? Yeah, and what, what does he say? Oh, whenever the first nipple when makes the an nipple appearance. Makes its, yeah, when the first <laughs> nipple makes its appearance. So um, an interesting conversation there. But uh, And then Dick is rampaging through the office, even though he's been fired. Exactly, yeah. And Elaine uh, shouts out, it's Cape it's Fear! Cape Fear! <laughs> which I want to point out, the only reference I have to Cape Fear is The, the Simpsons, Simpsons episode. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course it is. I, I, I knew you were going to know what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is a great episode. They gave us the rake bit. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. you can't ask for a better episode of, of what, The Simpsons. One of, one of the best episodes of all time. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Um, but yeah, I, and I've never seen the movie or the remake with Robert De Niro that that Simpsons bit was, um, I think, cribbing mostly from. Uh, but. It's about a guy who stalks a family, as far as I know. Is it? I think. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You could tell me it's about literally anything, and I'd probably believe you. (laughs) But I think the De Niro remake had just come out also. So another pre-current reference. Yeah, yeah, it's Cape Fear. Um, And then, so they all hide under the desk. Dick sees them immediately. Yeah. And uh, George uses the sweater as kind of like a, a white flag slash yeah. peace offering. Oh, is, yeah. I wrote down peace offering, but I like a surrender flag because it's white. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dick grabs it. He's like, oh, is this cashmere? Yeah. It immediately, what's this red dot? Yeah. And, and uh, Jerry and Elaine both just look at George. It's <laughs> like, you had to get the sweater because it had a red dot on it. Yeah. And I love, I mean, uh, and, and so now Kramer from across the room has seen it. The cleaning lady spotted it immediately. And now a fall down raging alcoholic yeah. spotted it immediately. <laughs> Is the red dot getting bigger? Is it getting <laughs> yeah, more it noticeable? Spread, yeah. Maybe it has. But yeah, um, a guy who can barely see, you imagine, like also spots it immediately. Uh, and, and that's where we get the freeze frame into another stand-up bit and dick is in the audience he's sober he's back on the wagon i guess yeah he's with a woman he's with a beautiful he's, woman he's with a woman that isn't elaine we, right we never get the clarification that elaine and dick broke up yeah i think that's just another we you know it's just she's now part of the boys club of relationships that end without uh, that I, aren't on camera i, I mean you know yeah, what i mean i guess so but yeah. like did, did their relationship end whenever he was fired but when he what, started drinking yeah, again what, was Maybe. it a relationship purely out of convenience because their cubicles were right next to each other well also he started drinking again that's not a situation elaine wants to put that's herself true in, that's know, true so but it weird you know he so they have a little rapport that i just ignored completely like don't get smart you mean on the wagon don't get smart oh my god oh, i it hated awful. it all it was awful if you remove the dick storyline from this this is probably a top five episode for me with the dick storyline it's maybe bottom five of this uh, season yeah yeah I, I just dislike it so much i'm trying i'm trying to think of what all would happen without the dick storyline honestly it's literally just the sweater and george sleeping with the cleaning lady what you could you ha- could what, write- happen- what happens with elaine anything just she gets george the job uh kramer gets drunk uh, yeah, I mean it's a you pretty get rid it's a pretty it. solid episode without the B story. Yeah, you could get rid of the Dick storyline, and this is a great episode. Yeah, uh, I don't know what I'd feel. You know, write something for Kramer or whatever. Make that <laughs> kitchen scene longer, but whatever it is, just just get rid of the Dick stuff. M- maybe Kramer becomes an alcoholic. That'd he, be funny. Yeah, he, he, he gets hooked on Hennigan's. <laughs> yeah, Hennigan's is Hennigan's scotch. a real scotch? I don't know. I don't know. Want to write that down for next week? Sure. Why All not? right. Is that our homework? Yeah. <laughs> Hennigan's. I, sh- I meant to look it up beforehand, but I forgot. We'll go to the state store and we can 
Uh, we'll oh, are we going to do a taste test we'll, live I, on the I, air? <laughs> I, I won't take a shot because I don't drink, but <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we can have you hammer a shot I think Hennigan's the, right before the episode. I think for the podcast, you're, you're, you should start drinking. <laughs> and then Ted becomes a raging alcoholic throughout the rest of the run of our show. Oh, my God. <laughs> the episode next week is like four hours long just because you can't get me to shut up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's the end of the episode there. Uh, did we have a better description for this? Well, yeah, I'd love to make it about the red dot. Yeah. Okay. So we've got Elaine's alcoholic boyfriend resumes drinking. Jerry is the unwitting cause. Uh, we, we and could, that we agreed was the B story. Yeah. Uh, uh, we could just make it George tries to save money with a Christmas present. Bingo. Perfect. Is that it? Is that yes. it? Is that, yes. is that good enough? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I like that much better than yeah. what we have. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's That was the most enjoyable part of this whole episode. Not Elaine's. <laughs> Jerry is the unwitting. Oh, but they, we did. Um, uh, Elaine tries to trick Jerry with the same method she tricked George with. We we I kind of glossed over that. I forgot about that. Where you know she's like, George told me that you put the drink down on purpose so Dick would pick it up. Oh like, yeah, that's right. Nice try. Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that doesn't that works once. Yeah. in front of the person that you do it on. So, you know, you, you try and do it again. Yeah. And no, it, it's it's not gonna work. Nice try. Nice try. <laughs> I didn't tell you, idiot. <laughs> okay, so what is our homework? Look up and see if Hennigan's is real. Hennigan's, and then there was one other thing. Was there? Yeah, I don't remember. I, I might have to go I'll, on the back on the, when I listen back on the edit. Maybe I'll try to figure out what it was because something where you're like, oh, I think we had a question about that. I don't know. I don't know what it was. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll think of it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but next episode, we got season three, episode 13, The Subway. Original air date, January 8th, 1992, the Whoa. year of my birth. Whoa! Uh, and if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you're going to see the Friends Encounter Adventure on the Subway. Yeah. One of the most uh, vague descriptions <laughs> possible, Which I, I appreciate, considering how much information oh they God, have been yeah. giving us. Oh, my that, God, you know, I mean, yeah. We don't need to know what adventures are. We just know... the. Also, it's just so weird to see the friends. The friends, yeah. The, the friends encounter yeah. adventure on the subway. So, is there a friends episode where they say the Seinfeld uh, encounter? Blah, <laughs> the blah, Seinfeld blah, in their gang. Apart- the Seinfeld gang well, encounters in it, their it, apartment. The, uh, the the friends, I guess, in Friends, yeah. meet just sub characters named Jerry, George, <laughs> Elaine, yeah. and Kramer. Crossover. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so this this may be. I don't know if we'll consider it another sort of bottle episode because it is all going to take place really on the subway. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. We get another bottle episode, I'm, kind of. I'm excited about the subway. I think it's one of my. I think it's one of the episodes I really like. So I'm interested to see if it holds up. Yeah, you know. I, I know going into this episode, you always watch the episodes like a day, at least a day before I do. Yeah, and I know I kind of like gauged your reaction. Uh, yesterday, yeah, yeah. after you had watched it, before I had watched it, and I was like, oh, did we break our streak of, like, really good, like, Seinfeld episodes? Yeah. And you were kind like, I was trying to, like, judge your reaction, and you're like, uh, And I, I didn't want to sully your yeah. experience. Yeah, so I'm like, ah, oh, man, okay, I'll, I'll take that for what it's worth, but I I, I liked the, the main storyline of yeah. this episode, but yeah, I, I gotta say, this wasn't a great episode. If, if... It's not if it's a bottom five episode, like I said, maybe I'm being too harsh in the moment. And, yeah, and, and, we'll have to look at like the whole season, uh, like every episode. Yeah, uh, whenever we come to uh, our season three finale, whenever we're doing our rankings. Yeah, but if it is I, a bottom five, it's a it's not the f- worst episode. It's the fifth worst. You know what I mean? It's yeah, number true. five on the bottom five, not the worst yeah. episode. But I, I definitely this isn't making top five. I don't think this is making top ten. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's it's definitely in the middle. Yeah, like, it's very middling, and only because of that awful Dick storyline. <laughs> dick ruins everything once again. Is that the moral of the story? The moral today? of the story is Dick ruins everything. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So, what do we want to do now? Um, oh, yeah. We have uh, we have trivia, don't we? Yes. Okay. We we've got the answers to the trivia. Yeah. That uh, we had sent to us in an email last week. Yeah, we're guessing from the uh, people at Erie Ale Works where we dropped off some. Uh, uh, of our material to advertise a show for their festivist party. Some of our material. Some of our material for this show, for our show. A uh, little business card type stuff. And <laughs> someone sent us the trivia questions from the event, the Feats of Strength, which is part of Festivus, uh, were was Seinfeld trivia, and they advertise it as it's easier this year. I do know that <laughs> the trivia is easier this year. I guess yes. Last year it was uh, it was just awfully hard. So this year it was easier, and I don't know how I did. So, but I did write down the correct answers and everything. So. What was the losing Trivia Pursuit answer? I said the Moops. I believe that was right. So I'm going to give myself a point there. Um, who dressed up as the sad opera clown? I guessed Newman. I knew it wasn't one of the original four. And so I was like, well, let me go with Newman. He looks like a sad opera clown, right? Even though we've, we haven't met him in the series yet. Um, I was incorrect. The, an- the correct answer is Crazy Joe Devola. Crazy Joe Devola, right? Okay. <laughs> who was first out of the contest? I said Kramer. I was correct. Uh, who, what fashion designer did, um, I guess, Jerry's girlfriend work for in The Pick? I had no answer. The correct <laughs> answer is Calvin Klein. Oh, all yeah. right. Um, who was due to be deported in The Visa? My initial, I should have gone with my first thought, like taking any standardized test like this. Uh, I said Poppy. The correct answer, Babu Bot. Oh. That's right. We'll have another Babu oh, Bot my episode. God. Yeah. Um, Babu Bot comes back? Yep. Uh, they finish this quote. They're real and blah, uh, d- they're real. Dot dot dot, and they're spectacular. I got that correct. Uh, the actress who said that was Terry Hatcher. I got that correct. Um, what was that character's name? I had no answer for that. The correct answer <laughs> is Sidra. Uh, what was Kramer's idea for a fragrance? I said the beach, and I'm counting that as correct, even though Kramer's quote is. I had an idea for a cologne that smells like you just came from the beach. I think the trivia master would have given me points for saying the beach. You think right? so? I think so. All right. I'm counting it anyway. All right. <laughs> the reason Elaine lost the contest, I should have known because I even mentioned it. I was like, I thought it was George Stephanopoulos, but I think I was mixing up my Friends episodes and my Seinfeld episodes. George Stephanopoulos. George uh, Snuffleupagus, as uh, Phoebe calls him, George Snuffleupagus moves in across the street from the gang, the Friends gang, yeah. uh, on an episode of that. And I was like, maybe that's who Elaine saw. But no, JFK Jr., who we know she's obsessed with the Kennedys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I got that wrong. Uh, the, what's the strange erotic journey from Milan to Minsk? Minsk, Rochelle, Rochelle. I got that right. Um, oh, Elaine's goiter lady had an affair with, I said JFK there because it was Elaine, but the correct answer was Gandhi. Uh, what was the big deal with the Junior Mint? It fell into a surgical incision. I got that one right. Uh, Mulva's real name, Dolores. I got that one right. The fine beverage, Bubble Boy's father, delivers. I said RC Cola. The correct answer was Yoo-Hoo. <laughs> Yoo-Hoo, which I do love too. Uh, and extra credit. I got both of them wrong. I had no answer. In LA, Kramer meets what celebrity in a coffee house? Fred Savage. And where did Elaine get her fancy shoes? I had no answer. The answer was Botticelli. So out of 1, 2, 3, How'd 4, you do? 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, I got 8. So I did 50%. Yeah, better, a little better than 50%. Yeah. yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm pretty proud of myself. I don't know if I would have won. I doubt I would have won Trivia Night. I mean, the, I, I wouldn't have gotten any of those. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> For sure. There are no, yeah, none from the episodes you've seen yet. Yeah, no no episode you've seen. So that's all I got. Okay, yeah, I don't have anything else. Okay, so for No Hugging, No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good.